You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 200th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt celebrating the 200th episode in, what, a foot of snow? Minneapolis? Oh no. Isn't it April? Uh, uh, I think so. This, this is Spencer, uh, also celebrating the 200th episode in Boston, Massachusetts. You guys, I don't know how we did it, we but did it. we found ourselves here. And uh, there are people that have been with us since episode one. How do you feel about that? I feel bad that's, for them. I feel bad. I mean, that's... The first ones were rough, I'm sure. In fact... I haven't, I haven't gone back to listen, but I think you're probably right. I went back to listen on Monday night last <laughs> week. Oh, my God. Um, really? Yeah, I listened to episode Wait, that- one through uh, me. I got to like about episode three, and then uh, before I knew it, I was on the way to the hospital. Um <laughs> As many of you know, I knew this, this is happened. one hell of a segue, Sam. Um, for those this of you that uh, don't know, uh, I last week. Yeah, your 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 absence last week was I, notable. Actually, like mm-hmm. probably the best excuse I've ever been able to uh, come up with. Really good um, excuse. And I've I, honestly, I've laid the groundwork to the mm-hmm. for the greatest excuse for failing to beat you guys at Schwam again in September. Yeah. And transversely, if I'm able to beat you guys. Um, at Schwab again in September. That's going to be Great really comeback. Story. It's going to be. Yeah. I, th- this is it's gonna, this is the story you're going to tell your grandkids rival. about. Oh, it'll be a real comeback story. It'll uh, be it'll be better yeah. than that whole guy who had testicular cancer, whatever his name was. So, oh, it'll be better than getting shot in the stomach with a shotgun. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. by a brother-in-law. Um, so, yeah. long story short, uh, I came home and I had a stroke on Monday night. And I had an emergency surgery Tuesday morning when uh, the second uh, stroke came through. Thanks to my wife, Sarah, for forcing me to go to the hospital because I would have just slept it off uh, because it was a horrible uh, experience. I I thought I was a little uh, drunk. So no pain. Um, I am back. Uh, this is also complete commitment to the bit in that mm-hmm. the doctor, I cannot – I'm not kidding when the doctor said – your voice and your pronunciations may be a little bit off for the future <laughs> because the MRI showed a portion of my brain has that. So um, now I have a valid excuse for if there is some name um, and some recall issues. So I apologize on that. I, I am working on getting it better. I'm in no relatively uh, cheerful spirits, but um, uh, prognosis is good. So- we don't exactly know what it was. I'm I'm healthy, but I've got two quick little notes for you guys. Um, okay. So when they were doing the stroke protocol, so I had the, the symptoms at first and they brought me into the first CAT scan and everything checked out, no bleeding on the brain. So then they put yep. me in the ER and then for about an hour I was fine. And then the symptoms came back, which ultimately led to the emergency sur- surgery. Um, the nurses come in and they're doing their like uh, exam. 
And the lady goes, you know, what's your name? What's your date of birth? Where are you? Um, and then she goes, what's your age? To which I said, 37. And Sarah <laughs> immediately goes, 36. And, I, and I'm trying to spit it out. And I'm like, that's my racing age. But I couldn't really get it out. And so the fact that I was saying my racing age for the USA Cycling instead of my real age um, helped tip the scales to going to get the second CAT scan, which then showed that I had um, a blood clot. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is, is that they gave me like this, uh, this uh, loop recorder, which tracks my heartbeat. Okay. hundred percent made out of titanium. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So it's, I'm lightweight. Did um, you pay extra yeah. for that one or? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's nice. Cause you don't ever have to upgrade that loop recorder. It's, gonna be a good it's, yeah. it's for life. It's like, it's not like one of those carbon ones. Yeah, the carbon one, like the battery is gonna, you know, like that. That one they stop after six weeks, six months. They're not a gonna, lot more flex. They're not gonna switch uh, standards on you or anything. <laughs> no. Go to no, one no. in an eighth inch head tube. Now th- yeah. this titanium loop recorder has the the right amount of vertical compliance with also lateral uh-huh. stif- stiffness that I need in my lower um, heart chamber right underneath. But uh, things are good. <laughs> yep. um, but I do want to give a quick shout out to um, Abby last week's. Uh, host yeah who stepped in yeah. we were gonna have her as our special guest in the 200th episode and guys it was absolutely amazing i learned so much i can't wait i like today during the women's amstel gold race i was like oh some web needs to win this because this is their uh this is their training roads and then right Learning away stuff, right on that right away on the, the the pirate feed that i was watching they were like five or six wide across the golf the golf cart pass path of not allowing anybody to go by it was it was awesome i was yeah. like i heard about this on the podcast she did an absolutely fantastic job um i like that that she doesn't like nikki terpstra and i don't know why and that's kind of like <laughs> i'm really excited about that kind of um, left it out there it's undefined and i like that more people know that we don't like bling matthews so um but it was an absolutely wonderful yeah. episode i hope everyone goes back and listens to it and i'm looking forward to having her on the pod multiple times because let's be honest we're just three guys, and uh, we need to have some uh, alternative voices on here, and I think that she's going to be uh, top-notch. And her podcast, Vox Woman Podcast, I've been listening to a lot as well, so I feel like I'm educated now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did a great job, especially that she had to uh, fully take over your position on the podcast. I, Instead of just being a guest, the, full yeah. guest hosting duties were for... The, can I just say we, we kind of threw her straight into the fire? <laughs> like uh, she didn't have any prior warning before the uh, before the call started. The like call we were started. like, oh, by the way, we're not just going to ask you random questions. You are a full participant can, tonight. Can I just say that listening to the Jersey draft when I'm in the hospital room, recovering uh-huh. from my second of three um, uh, anesthesias uh, for different like uh, procedures. I was like, my heart rate was starting to get a little high when uh, no one had <laughs> chosen Marianne Voss's Wow Jills uh, jersey, yeah. but it not lasted, even in like the third yeah. round. Like, I mean, that thing lasted all the way to the end. I was, I was like, how is that even possible? I mean, there is some garbage women's jerseys, and they need yeah. to be fixed. And I won the draft by just having the Cervella Bigelow jersey because everything else is pretty bad. But I do like There's how some tough ones. Uh, uh, Abby did a great job of pointing out, that, or maybe it was you, Spencer, that the Bulls, uh, Damon's team, that no one has to wear the orange because they're all national champions anyway. So it doesn't, you know, like, what's it matter? 
what their jersey yeah. is. It's pretty, yeah, so. that's a pretty uh, good situation for them to be in. Um, we actually uh, ran a poll on Twitter about the jersey draft. Oh, um, all right. And and who won? We got uh, we got a bunch of votes on there. Um, little guy, you came away with eighteen percent of the vote, which is oh, not good. I'm, I'm going to say that is that a means not, not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, on the other hand, came away with sixteen percent of the vote, <laughs> wow. which is worse. Whoa. Yeah, so I don't know if you've uh, done the quick uh, back the napkin math there, but that leaves 66% in a landslide overwhelming victory for Abby on the uh, top corner draft corner women's jersey 2018 edition. You know, in in our defense... She's seen those jerseys in real life, like up close. So she has a yeah. as a more finely tuned eye for it. We've just seen uh, screen grabs, and 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 you know pirate feeds that are kind of choppy. Can I? That's true. I, Amstel today they showed the women's right. Yeah. Like it was fairly easy to find the women's video, and like it seems I like almost had a lot equal. of trouble. You found it? Well, it yes, I did find it. Okay, it was I had trouble. You still had to like search for it, but I will say that. Is it me or is the Amstel race seem to be the? I'm sure the pay the payout is ridiculously skewed towards the men, but it seems uh, yeah. it seems like the Amstel race is at least the closest to some kind of parity in the way that the the racing is presented between the men's and the women's. That's my take. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess closer wait, wait. to parity in that it didn't seem like uh, like even cycling news in their live ticker was yeah. like, "Hey, we're going to go to the end of the women's race for the last like 15k." I think they had. It's still not equal. It's not where it needs to be, but the racing obviously, like it, it seems that Amstel maybe the organizers are a little bit closer to bringing some parity than some of the other promoters. I guess is what I'm getting at. I believe the promoter is RCS Sports for Amstel Gold. I don't think it's a Flanderian right. Classic, so yep. that's already a step up. And it's not the Tour de France, which we know has multiple issues as far as uh, supporting full women's cycling. Yeah. So yeah. RCF, which is kind of weird because. Um, it's Italian based, and I've just always just assumed that that they, that wouldn't be the the forefront of uh, women's cycling, but it seems to be getting better. So I don't know. Maybe the next step is to get the Hammer Series involved uh, with the with the think so. so, but anyways, um, so Amster Gold was uh, this this today. Um, little guy, yeah. I don't really know who won the men's race. Um, never really uh, heard of this don't? guy. Um, you never heard of him? Oh, interesting. Michael Volgren, you guys don't remember. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't okay. ring a bell. I, I've, well, I, I've been on the Walgren train a long time. You guys should really hop on with me. It's a good time. Um, winner of Het Volk this year. Wow, is that oh. is Valgren a, a name like that? Is that um, is he Scandinavian? Is he like Norwegian? Uh, he's Danish. He's Danish. Oh wow! Yeah. Now the Danish Astana team today crushed it with both Valgren and uh, Fuslang doing a ton of work for him. It was an all Danish affair for our favorite Kazakh team. Can I? Well, then Roman Kreisinger being in second, like when I watched the highlights and he's the one that goes across, I was like, Kreisinger? Like he, he's still racing? Well, well, but like like every year, Kreisinger comes good for Amstel and so does Gasparato. And both, they were two and three on the podium. Yes. They're both former winners. Like this, this is their race. The, those dudes yeah, love this you race. You do not see Gasparato any other time no, of the year. It's basically other than this one day. Right now. Yeah. So when, yeah. It's amazing. Occasionally he shows up at Liege and, Liege and pulls the top 10, but most years it's Amstel and then gone. So when they were back, bringing. Back to the cave. So when they were talking about uh, Fuslang in the group after um, Valgren went, 
I thought yeah. they were talking about Kreisinger because I still think of Kreisinger for those like one or two years that he was on Astana. Yeah, he's still and got I'm like, back oh, in the that's Kreisinger. Wow. Um, Peter yeah. Sagan in fourth, and then Alejandro Valbierde in fifth. <laughs> wow, what do you guys think? Very good. Did you guys see the pictures yeah. of the the most glorious beard in the peloton? He looks <laughs> he like ten years younger. Embracing yeah. his hipster fandom, I oh, think. Yeah. Uh, I, with that, beard. I mean, we've people know that we're in on uh, the uh, the Val Valbierde bandwagon. Mm. But now it's uh-huh. a whole nother level. I mean, guys, that thing, he looks 10 years younger. He looked great. I like how he was forcing Sagan to do all the work. Um, good <laughs> well, stuff. You got to do that. And then a uh, quick shout yep. out before we get any further to Floris Detier of Team Lotto Jumbo in 16th place. Mm-hmm. I've, nice. I've got one weird fact tonight for you guys about, about this race. Because I was thinking this as Volgren won. It's very rare that somebody wins Het Volk. And then they're still competitive at this point in the year. Like guys are always talking yeah. about like, ah, oh, there's the Cabo classics. And then you can't really carry that form into the Ardennes. And we always say you have some, like you got some holdover in this because like Sagan's racing, Sepp was racing, Terpster was racing, like Greg Van Ermont, like all these dudes that do Paris-Roubaix still show up for this race. So that it's a hilly race. But I was like, did anyone ever win Het and, and Amstel in the same year ever before? And only one guy has, and just some guy named, Eddie Merckx, just huh. some guy named Eddie Merckx in 1973. He's the only <laughs> other person to win them both, and in 19 uh, and a lot of guys have won them both in their careers, but never in the same year. Um, though Sean Kelly did get third in both of them in 1980, but that's some like Valgren's been f- on some good so form for a he, long time. He flew completely under the radar. Now we did a whole episode uh, 199 uh, a couple weeks ago about the Tour of Flanders, and yeah. I'm looking at the results sheet, and he's on there fourth. in fourth place. Yeah, he's the one who I made that I don't think we Silver. mentioned him at all. Like, everybody was excited about yeah. Terpster riding away <laughs> from that little group, but, like, uh, that, yeah. He's been doing that all year. I mean, like, so, like, right, how he so, won head folk was he was the guy in the group that everyone was like, no, not, no, I, Valgren, yeah, he's good, but... And then today, like, Fuslang was doing so much work, and it was like, Valgren's going to attack you guys. You know that, so, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He was sitting, sitting on the, the back, back forever. <laughs> and, like, he's in with a teammate, and, like, Fuslang's attacked, like, f- what did Fuslang attack? Five, six, seven times? Like, Fuslang was, like, putting it a hurt on. And you know that's all for Valgren. Yeah. And, and it worked like clockwork. So, um, uh, um, Lawson Craddock in uh, ninth place. Yeah. Uh, a couple of. What a great ride. A couple things I do want to get across. Um, first off, Michael Woods Woods was there um, in twentieth, so yeah. it was nice to see him. I, you know, with such a big uh, CO uh, VO two max, it's good to see that he was able to uh, get over the climbs at Amstel. Now it's usually an impediment. <laughs> um, Bling Matthews in twenty fourth place. It looked like he was actually uh, riding pretty well, but then he had a uh, pretty slow uh, tile change. Spencer, <laughs> he was pretty yeah. pissed off about that. I gotta say, I took a little bit of satisfaction when I saw him uh, motioning to the <laughs> neutral service that he had a flat, and that's that's kind of mean of me, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I felt the same, and then I I gotta I I will admit that I started to feel a little bit bad for the guy as the as the wheel change as the seconds clicked by like mm-hmm. one after another and they adjusted that, the quick release five times. <laughs> God, it seemed to take just forever. Like, uh, 
I feel like think, uh, maybe the, the neutral support guy had uh, some money down on some other riders mm-hmm. uh, so, today there on Unibet.com. Now, if any of our listeners, um, our, our dozens of listeners in Europe, um, know who that neutral support guy was, uh, give us his address. We'll send over a nice wide-angle Podium Network water bottle um, to, uh, to to our new favorite listener. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm a little concerned, though, guys. Um, mm. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, most people probably didn't, but because um, it's been kind of a quiet season and it's quiet buildup, is that one of yeah. my favorite riders is going to be retiring in about a week, um, pretty soon, and that is the Little Prince, former Giro d'Italia winner Damiano yeah. Cunego. He started the Amstel Gold Race and he did not finish. Now, yeah, he's, do you know why? I, he, I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm nervous. I don't okay. even want to Google it. I, here's the thing. Is that he's obviously peaking 100 percent for Liège Bastogne Liège. He's not doing Liège. And see, there you go. Like, like, what's the point anymore? Like, <laughs> this I, is it. He's like, doing the national championships. That's yeah, basically it. Like, yeah. it's so sad, and it's almost as sad as Aqua Blue, our new favorite team from last year's Vuelta, who did more than enough to earn their invite to the Vuelta last year. Yeah. Yeah. Not even being invited to the Tour of California. Brutal. That is absolutely with, insanely brutal. How with, can Shram not pull enough weight to get them in there with their one buy? That is insane. With with the national champion on their team, the U.S. national champion. National, like, yeah, it guys, I sense. have to get off because my blood pressure is rising and things are not going so good. This is insane that Aqua Blue Sport can't even get to Tour of California. Well, yeah, they seem to be getting the short end of the stick quite a bit lately. Uh, the announcements for... for uh, uh, you know, the wildcard teams are coming fast and furious this time of year, and they have not been on many of these lists. No, I wonder what they, um, what they are. Did. People scared of the one by? Like, is that what it is? Yeah, they're worried that the whole team's going to embarrass it. Maybe that's it's that their best rider got 81st today. <laughs> but here's. Well, they had a guy well, in the break for a while. He got dropped after a while, and I was thinking maybe. Maybe it was because he didn't have enough gears, but <laughs> it's hard to say. I, d- yeah, yeah. I just think that Aqua Blue can bring enough media to Tour of California that it – I mean, I know Tour of California is known for its um, you know, pay-to-play type of sponsorship, right? That's how like Bissell got in there for all those years and kind of this like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you sponsor enough money. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a little uh, – it's, it's really sad that Aqua Blue is not going to be there. I know I'm a little bit off uh, the beaten path, but – Anything else you guys want to hit on before we get to the uh, the women's um, edition of Amso Gold? No. Oh, no, I do have one thing. This is a funny thing. Yesterday, I rode the trainer, Saturday. <laughs> and okay. I jumped on the trainer, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to watch. So I pulled up the last 25K or so of last year, 2017 Amstel. And mm-hmm. in it, there's a spot right about 25K to go where it was a big crash, and two guys are down and are like, pretty hurt and it's Gasparato and Kreuziger right and okay. you're like oh man two former winners well this year and I don't know exactly but right about the same point that's when those dudes attacked and got off the front and made their move and bridged up to the original break and so I think they they must have talked about it and been like remember last year <laughs> when we were in the peloton and we both hit the deck and it ruined our races Let's get together. Let's do this. I mean, it was like literally the same section of the course that they were on the ground yeah. last year that this year they put in that move that ended up forming the race winning uh, race winning break. So it's weird. I didn't remember that until I watched it yesterday. 
I got to say, Amstel was a pretty entertaining race to watch today. Was. I, I wasn't planning on watching it uh, because Churro Leon was also happening yeah. today. But uh, the cycling uh, gods were smiling down on us today. And uh, uh, Amstel ended at 11 and Churro Whatever. Hey, whoa. Trobro you go to the Leon. There, uh, I know. It's rubbing off on me over yeah, there. Uh, oh, wow. um, <laughs> but their their coverage started at eleven, so I was able to watch both. It was great. Uh but I've I've poo pooed uh Amstel quite a bit, but this was a pretty exciting race. Uh you, you they did have, a good job. Yeah, you guys have both so, poo pooed it. I think it's a really good race. I really like it. So the women's yeah, you know the women's version it's yeah. top twenty. Um this is the second year of the Amstel Gold race ladies edition um in the women's world tour 116 mm-hmm. kilometers um same course um finishes in the same spot but it's a few less laps uh three and a half hours for the winner Chantel block over lucinda brand and then three seconds to amanda spratt of Michigan scott mm-hmm. alexis ryan of the u.s and ken stram was uh did a fantastic job in a solid fifth place um there so like uh can i can i uh quickly shout out um Elena Ciccini in 16th place in that race. Oh, heck yeah. That's awesome. And Kenyan Shram Racing. Shram Racing. And uh, Abby made mention of how important this race was for Team uh, Sunweb. And that is Lucinda mm-hmm. Brand's team, who in second place. So uh, probably a little disappointing in their, their home race and didn't get the title or the win. But pretty cool to know that that was, was going on when the uh, race was happening. Um, so overall... Fun race to watch from what I, I, I was able to uh, to gather from uh, um, from the replays yeah. and also the video. So I like it. It's I have so many questions that I want to ask Abby overall and like how this race because it was weird on the the, the blacking that uh, Team Sunweb was doing across the uh, the basic golf cart paths, the five or six mm-hmm. wide. And I is that is that okay? Like in professional racing, like it seems that you know, yeah, I, oh, yeah. but I don't it. Like is that unsporting? Yeah, it feels very like something I would do in a category three race, but in a all twenty seven GP riders just lie in the front. Like, like I know it's I know it's a tactic, but it seemed a little um, like is that expected? Is that just like hey, I'm going to go in the grass and get around you to get up the road? I don't know. It seems a little. uh, I think we definitely employed that in our one in our one when our team uh, had our one uh, stage race success. We definitely had what like six seven riders, and it's half the road yellow line rule, right? So boom, you park three dudes at the front, and there's no getting around, (laughs) and you just ride that tempo all day. You know, you just don't let that one guy through or whatever. So yep, um, yep. I Tim, I have an idea of why I think. You were saying that it felt like the the women's Amstel gets more parity uh, than other races that run a men's and a women's race, um, and I think it's because it's the Netherlands and 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 they're they're cycling crazy, but their women are really good, and the men they haven't had a men's winner in the Amstel Gold race in like fifteen ish years. They haven't had success in a long time, and I think they get in parity because they're like this is great. We have winners now. They watch the men's race. <laughs> it's a sad scene for Dutch cycling, you know? Yeah. The women's race, it's nothing but smiles, man. That's they're true. crushing it. Like, they are they are by far the best. No, that is true. <laughs> they, they hands are, hands down, are the best of, as, as you can see. I, should we... Um, Corinne uh, Rivera, uh, you know, 
one of our favorite riders from Sunweb. She got 60th place um, today. Is that of any concern? Because she did get, she was top 10 last year. She also won Flanders last year, only 34th. So maybe she's on a different um, schedule as far as like what, what she wants to win this year and what, what she's uh, focusing yeah. on. But uh, I mean, it was, it was great to see Alexis Ryan, but I, now I'm looking at the, the women's Peloton to really see the excess of American racing. You know, because we've been so good, and it seems to be uh, like Meg, with Megan Garnier and, and other uh, American racers mm-hmm. that. And then I was like expecting to see Corinne up so high, and then I kind of had to scroll pretty far. Well, I mean, they have other teammates. You know, I, I, I'm I'm assuming she had yeah different responsibilities okay. today and maybe different goals this year um, because uh, they you know they they were probably trying to win, but uh, second place is nothing really. Do they were. They were within uh, a shout of the of the win there, so it looks like they probably had a plan and followed it pretty well. And then, yeah. Anyways, I um, it was fun to watch. Uh, unfortunately, Spencer, uh, your first pick, Trek drops. Uh, only came in forty seventh place, but easily one of the best jerseys in the uh, women's peloton. So, in yeah. the future, we'll have Abby on uh, maybe after uh, the you know the classics uh, coming up, and then we will be able to uh, discuss some more. So. Um, with that, I think uh, classic season's well on its way. We got Flesh Malone coming up and Liege best on Liege, but uh, let's get right into the uh, Prem Lab. I'm Ellen Noble, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right. Uh, This podcast, as you know, is supported by Health IQ. They're a life insurance company that uh, celebrates the health conscious, including cyclists. I think maybe Tim uh, and little guy, you guys, maybe cyclists. You call yourself cyclists? Uh, Does the trainer two times this weekend count? It does. As a matter of fact, you can go to healthiq.com slash slow ride. And uh, learn a little bit more about how you can uh, turn those trainer miles into big savings. Sounds good to me. I know you like savings. You're a frugal guy. You're still, you know, <laughs> yeah, let's call ta- it rebuilding that campy <laughs> yeah, let's see. every yeah. year. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nursing that 10 speed. Uh, you know, they're all the way up to 12 speeds now. So, um, That's so bonkers. Yeah. Hey, and you never. If anybody could really. I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> Be the spokesperson for life insurance. Um, at this po- moment, I'd like to just jump in real quick and be like, man, am I happy that I did that <laughs> survey okay. before um, this most yeah. recent uh, episode. So I'm actually, uh, I'm good to go. Life insurance. Man, I'm so happy I did that, guys. Yeah. Um, so if if you're uh, if you want to be smart like Tim and you want to be frugal like little guy, the best thing you can do is head over to healthacute.com slash slow ride, get a free quote, check out the, uh, the uh, quizzes they have, check out the FAQ page, learn a little bit about what they're all about, and, um, and familiarize yourself, you know, uh, have a conversation, do an online chat, send some emails, or have those guys give you a call and, uh, you know, get all your questions answered because it's something you should have. It's, it's important, and uh, it's, it's definitely uh, a good way to do it because you can um, – you put your hobby – I mean, I'm sorry, your elite amateurness uh, to use for you uh, and save some money. This is, you know, the money you're going to save every year is more than you're ever going to win uh, at your local Tuesday night crit. So 
Uh, let's let's get smart. Let's get let's is put it, this cycling. You can call yourself a professional. You're making more money than probably some professionals out there. <laughs> probably, probably a fair amount of them. Um, yeah, and as well as Health IQ, who has been a longtime sponsor of of our show and of the network, uh, we are supported by Wide Angle Podium Network donors. Uh, these are the folks that uh, have decided that they can't get enough of of Tim, of Matt, and of myself, and of other shows on the network, and choose to support uh, with their dollars, uh, which is great. Um, you can do so as well if you're so inclined, but this show is free. You know, if you don't want to, that's fine. Uh, we're not going to hold it against you, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it means a lot to us to get this support. It helps us do what we're doing. Um, it helps the rest of the shows on the network do what they're doing. Um, there's some great stuff out there. Even if you just want to go check it out, uh, you can download our app, uh, Wide Angle Podium app at the uh, uh, iTunes Apple Store, um, the Google Play Store, and uh, and just kind of stay up to date on what Crosshairs Radio is doing. Uh, stay up to date on what We Got to Hang Out is doing. Uh, Consummate Athlete just had another episode come out, question and answer uh, thing about all your training tips and questions. This is real useful information, not just, uh, you know, fodder trainer fodder uh pack fodder uh pack fill i like the slow ride podcast but um lots of good stuff if you haven't checked out other shows and you like this one you'll probably like some other shows on the network so uh you know they 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 support us they're supported by you and um it's all one big happy family so we just want to say thanks uh to to all you donors awesome and uh i think that's gonna wrap up our pre-lap for uh for today Great. Let's get back to the show. Hi, this is Dan from Nam, Namibia, not Vietnam, and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. And uh, little guy, we got a um, couple of uh, reviews on iTunes, and when we're done with those, and I think we have a couple emails. Don't don't worry. I know you guys were a little concerned when I jumped the gun. I did not forget about Trobro Leon because we have some things to discuss. I've done some deep dives, so we, we will be bringing that up. I've oh, got some okay. good stuff. So deep, 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 deep dive. Yeah. So uh, um, we we've got an email from Scott Lundy. He says I was thrilled to hear you read an iTunes review. My my friend SoCal said I'm the dentist who turned him onto the podcast because he was baffled by my references to riding full schleck. You'll hopefully be thrilled to hear that while most dentists probably spend their time endorsing toothpaste, I want to be the first to say that 100% of dentists surveyed for this email recommend the Slow Ride podcast to their <laughs> patients. Uh, who wants to come to the dentist's office to talk about flossing anyway? I'd much rather ask our patients tough questions like whether EF Cannondale will ever win a race or who will quit the first, the tour first, TJ or Richie Port. Wow. And this, is, this is the good point. As far as my bike is concerned, I can't explain how I escaped the trend. It's possible that maybe I missed this class in dental school, but I don't have a custom titanium bike to send you a picture of. Yes. I also don't have a helmet mirror or a size XL jersey from the last century. Um, but he says, I desperately wanted to send a photo of my first road bike, which he claims is a blue Klein, or my second road bike, also a Klein. But what I do have to send you is a picture of myself and George Hincappy. I hope that will be satisfactory, which, of course, it is. And there's a lovely photo of him 
With the man himself. Oh, so gorgeous George Hincaffey. Gorgeous George. I mean, yeah, just taking a picture with uh, George Hincaffey is, uh, you know, that's a highlight. You know, these these bikes, I, I still don't believe that he doesn't have a titanium bike of some kind in his um, steed. And if you are a dentist, uh, what are you doing without a titanium bike? I mean, I mean, you might as well get one, right? I mean, you know, come on, splurge for it a little bit. It's not, <laughs> it's not like you don't have the money. He's had a lot of, he's had a lot of clients. I mean, uh, so it's better. That's pretty good. I, I, I do that's like that he reached good. out to us after uh, last week's uh, or a review a couple weeks ago from uh, about uh, the dentist recommending it. I do you think maybe um, our podcast is being listened to while there's someone in the chair? Like that would be painful, right? Like, oh, that'd be great. Ooh, like and then that'd be so good. You're going in and out of consciousness, and you're like, did I couldn't have mispronounced that? I must be loopy from the gas. <laughs> there's no way that my dentist would listen to a podcast with so many pronunciations all right probably we've got uh we've got another five-star review here uh from minnesota's favorite matt which wow might be you i guess no it's not me i don't know how to do reviews i actually believe that i don't know how the voting was uh was held but um we've got minnesota's favorite matt here who says uh whose review is a heartwarming cereal well worth a listen the slow ride podcast is a heartwarming cereal about three friends growing up but with an office-style twist. It's done as a podcast about cycling. In its fourth season, we've gotten to know <laughs> and love our hosts as they have grown from being young men to adults with families. The serial's main protagonists are Spencer, the ultra-hipster, played by Johnny Depp, Super Rookie, the leader, played by Adam Sandler, channeling his water boy persona, yeah. and the little guy, played by Mark. <laughs> the intern? Mark. He crushes it every week. Um, the characters really engage us as they talk uh, about cycling while involving us in the struggles of their everyday lives. We've accompanied them on their weddings, childbirths, business ventures, and apple crops. Uh, the show even invented a fake discipline of cycling, cyclocross, to add to add substance to the narrative. Over the seasons, we've seen villains appear and like the main characters, achieve real growth and redemptions. Like the robotic Wout, who was redeemed by road cycling, and the charismatic doper Valverde, who was redeemed by getting better at doping. (laughs) Valverde. (laughs) I strongly recommend listening to this serial uh, from episode one. Five stars. No, do not listen from episode Uh, one. You do not want to end up like me. But thank you for a great review of Minnesota's favorite map. Yeah. I love how in depth people are getting in their reviews wow. of us. Like it's really they're taking time, doing so, some, taking some creative writing classes. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, That's pretty I, good. I, I uh, I'm hoping for like an Edward Scissorhands era Johnny Depp uh, rather than a. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not into Waterboy Adam Sandler. I'm I'm more into like the Adam Sandlers on Netflix right now that are kind of like. I don't know. B quality. I think movies. you nailed it. Yeah. I think you nailed it. Like the cobbler, <laughs> the cobbler. Huh? What a great movie. Um, so, <laughs> any other uh, 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 quick emails before we get into Tro? Uh, yeah, there's one nice one from uh, Stephen Daly who who sends one to you, Tim. Best wishes to Tim. Don't know you, but feel like I do. Get well soon. Stay oh, well. Thanks, Stephen. That was I nice. do appreciate that. And I'll sort of just uh, summarize this one from uh, Stuart McDonald, uh, who basically says, uh, in a nutshell. Spencer, you didn't get the accent right. 
what? Uh, he's Australian, and okay. he says, I'm probably the only Australian who lives in Norway. So that's pretty crazy. But yeah, you didn't do it. You didn't trick him. That that explains it. See, I thought I thought he obviously didn't know what he was talking about until you said he was Australian. Uh, being Australian, yeah. that that really is the clue there because I got a lot of messages from the Brits who definitely oh, said yeah. I nailed it. <laughs> oh, weird. They must have sent them to your private email and not to our uh, joint podcast email that I can see as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it was different. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> got a lot of Twitter well, messages and uh, oh, maybe Snapchat. I'll just check the spam, and, uh, the spam file here and see if they're all in there. <laughs> all the Brits, all the UK messages go straight to spam. It's true. Oh. Do they all invite you to day raves and stuff, too? <laughs> no. When I think of the Brits, I just think of house music. So. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't want to insult anybody so, all right. more than I already what? know. That's like our standard thing. Is so, I mean, you make it sound like it's uh, some sort of St. Louis over there or something. Mm-hmm. No. You know, I'm, Guys, we got to just start coloring a, a map of the states and cities that we haven't um, just totally disparaged, the and then uh, yeah. we can start making this a, a, a fully uh, fully equal um, podcast. But let's get into easily one of our favorite races uh, of the calendar year, just because it produces the best pictures, the best posters, the best prize, um, and that is Trobro Leon in France. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a couple uh, photos from friend of the pod, uh, Ruby Roubaix, who was out there. Um, nice. And following the race, and I, I think Ruby Rubey. He, I, I asked him today. I said, "Hey, Ruby Rubey, if uh, we came out there on the uh, Slow Ride Podcast uh, dime, uh, would you uh, <laughs> would you be able to like you and the misses be able to ho- host us and, and take us around?" He said it would be an absolute pleasure, especially oh, because of the Slow Ride Podcast media pass, which was uh, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the whole reason why we started the podcast was to get the media pass, um, which we did at Road Worlds around episode yep. one twenty. So uh, you know, thanks for. Thanks. Maybe a episode 100. Uh, fantastic. But yeah. here's the thing, guys. Intro Berlion, I didn't get to watch much of it. I'm sure maybe, Spencer, you found some. Kofidis won. I did. Um, yeah, I did. That's Christophe crazy, but is Laporte. there one good rider? So. Christophe Laporte yeah. won. And then Damien Guadine of Direct Energy took second. And then here's here's the team. There's two teams that, that are of importance here. Yele Manertz of uh, Team Tarleto Isorex. Belgian rider. And I was like, I have never heard of this team, Tarlito Isorex. Have you guys? Yeah. No. Okay. They got to be pretty continental. So I, very continental. I click <laughs> on the team, right? Con- like, yeah. Definitely a CT status team. In fact, their pro cycling stats team ranking has them in 79th. A very ugly continental jersey, yellow. Like, kind of a, a horrible yellow. Like, not even as good as Lotto Jumbo yellow. However,. They have probably one of the okay. best national championship jerseys I've ever seen, and that is for yeah. Yiber Sefa's Albanian Road National Championship. So you got to check this oh. out. Go to the Trobro yeah. Leon. You look in this. The Albanian flag flag has the double eagle. It's red, so his his jersey sticks out. Um, I don't know much about him. He got fifty eighth at Trobro Leon, and he won the national championships of Albania um, last year. But I got to tell you. That is a sharp-looking national championship jersey. I love it. Um, and then, in fifth place, representing Team Joker Eikopal, also mm-hmm. a continental yeah. team from this one from Fair. Norway, is uh, Rasmus Tiller, the Norwegian national champion, um, which I'm mm-hmm. always amazed that that the national champion of Norway is not one of the big names of Norwegian cycling. I mean, he's a big name, but you know what I mean? Like, he's not... 
you know, at that, uh, the, the, it's not Kristoff or, um, isn't Magnus Court, uh, isn't he Norwegian yeah. as well? Um, is he? So anyway, yeah, he might so, be. Joker's pretty cool Jersey too. Don't get me wrong. But so Tiller, you just said you didn't watch much of the race, but, uh, did you see he was off the front of the race more or less guaranteed a victory with about nine K to go or so, uh, when he wiped out on a 180 turn on a wet, uh, rainy uh, course um it was one of the sections they were on the road and he definitely hit the uh, wet uh, paint stripe on the road and and was you know laid out and um picked himself back up and was caught by the chasing group uh behind brutal. so he still finished fifth which is great i'm sure he's you know uh, you know in a couple months he's going to be okay with that result but uh, yeah. i'm sure today he's kicking himself pretty hard on what could have been um but yeah christophe laporte won uh, second place, Gaudin was last year's winner. Uh, so he is showing well again this year. Yeah. And little guy, I thought you might be interested in 10th place, Stein Vandenberg. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Still like, that's a, that's a legit uh, rider right there. Um, <laughs> only coming 10th. Well, what was the weather like this year, Spencer? It was pouring rain uh, and nasty most of the day. It kind of cleared up in the last like half hour or so. Sun and came out and stuff, but it was still wet roads. Now, this race is mostly so, known for the pig that is given to the um, race winner. Apparently, it is well, not just a live pig. They actually get like a pig, um, like stuffed animal. That's what Ruby was reporting. And then the, the pig goes and lives a happy <laughs> life on a farm in you know, southern uh, France. Oh, <laughs> now, okay. we, we should clarify again. Dan, Dan Craven, uh, Dan from Nam, was on the show a couple times, and he has, he has clarified – for us, that the the pig doesn't go to the winner of yeah, the race. Yeah, the top place. The, pig, the top placed Britain rider, oh, that's right, uh, that's French right. countryside uh, area where the race is. So oh, I'm okay. not sure who that yeah, is. I don't know who that is either. There's a Frenchman in first and second. Were they uh, were they from the area? I don't know. Um, so we'll have to do some digging on that. Uh, I'm sure somebody so- can find that info and let us know uh, united healthcare was took to the start line um they had a couple uh high place or not high place but a couple finishers here's the here's my question what is it going to take for this race to get to the next level does it need to get off amsel gold weekend yeah so maybe mid-week? I mean, it's on that like it's on that like french calendar so it's kind of stuck there in a sense i guess i don't know i don't know how i don't know how how do you really move a race up like it's a 1.1 ranking it's pretty high ranking but it's somehow stuck in that world of kind of that second but tier French races. It's, it's got the Strada Bianchi like beauty of yeah. it. Like I feel like if pe- more people mm-hmm. knew about this race, they would, you know, this is a race that they'd be talking about at bike shops. Like it, it's that awesome of, like seek out the videos and the pictures of this race yeah. of the yeah. ribbon, you know, the, the dirt. I mean, this is the ultimate gravel grinder besides mm-hmm. str- like this is, <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. All the uh, all the big name journalists, all the all the cycling, you know, sports writers of the world call this race the most hipster race, like in quotations with italics, and like sort of roll their eyes when you're like, "Dude, Trobro Leone is awesome." Yeah. If if they're kind of like, "Ugh, God," you know, it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, that's a good race. Ugh. And they're trying to be like, uh, uh, <laughs> little guy. That that doesn't read my Tour de France lifestyle. Like, it's <laughs> it's it's like a renegade uh, shoot 'em up kind of, you know, <laughs> no holds barred, awesome race. 
Like, check it out. You should check it out, because even Silva and Chavanel can only get 35th place in this race. And we've had two different guests on this podcast that have raced Trobro Leon, Dan Craven and Eric Saunders, uh, both representing in that race, both sharing their experiences there with us. So go back and check out those episodes if you haven't. Uh, that That is my episode 200 tip for our listeners of the week. Oh, nice. Well, um, is it I, one of the things I need to talk about that um, I wasn't on the uh, pod last week and it kind of got mixed uh, missed just because we had such a, a better co-host. Um, at the Commonwealth Games, uh, Spencer, <laughs> a fan was uh, oh. watching on the velodrome and uh, kind of uh, was videotaping. And the phone kind yep. of just slid down the embankment. Old Butterfingers strikes again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know much about this other than, yeah, a phone slid down the banking of the track while the race was going on. And uh, thankfully, it did not cause any carnage, but it uh, it certainly could have. Ooh. Guys, let's, let's keep your phones firmly in hand <laughs> or attached to your selfie sticks and well away from the edge of the velodrome. Yeah, what, what kind of race was it when it happened? I'm sure it was a team I, pursuit, uh, so no one was really paying attention. But um, you know, yeah, <laughs> I feel like it was. <laughs> I'm not sure though. Uh, wow, well, you know, fantastic uh, stuff. That could have been ugly. Uh, that could be terrible. Imagine hitting something as slippery as like an iPhone when you were going 40 <laughs> miles an hour on the track. Yeah, and you got your own 19, 19 uh, millimeter tires pumped up to 180. Yeah, it'd be bad news. So we've got um, a couple of other uh, quick things just to to hit off. Uh, little guy. The Minnesota yes, road me. season starts next week, um, and yeah, apparently there's 20 inches say. of snow on the ground. Are you prepared? I uh, I wouldn't. I mean, no. Yeah, I would t- I'm totally prepared, and I'm really bummed. They're probably going to cancel the races, man. I'm feeling the form's really good. Uh, it's a real shame. And then uh, the I was going to actually do a gravel race next weekend. <laughs> that was my plan. I I don't know. I just can't imagine it's going to happen right now. Like they got more snow in southeastern Minnesota, where I was hypothetically going to go do this race. So, like, it's, I don't are know, there man. promoters just uh, are they just are they wisening up? Are they just saying, well, it's Minnesota. Every single person with a bike here also has a fat bike. Let's just change it to a fat bike race. I mean, they they really should. So there was a gravel race this weekend. I forget which one, uh, but it got canceled. Um, I mean, the, maybe this will actually make people push the road season into summer. Hey, little guy, as opposed to what Minnesota road season's always been April, May, and then it's over. When you go do a <laughs> gravel yeah. race, season. when you go do a gravel race, yeah. little guy, because I'm I'm fairly new, as you guys know, I'm kind of getting into dirt church um, a little bit more, and uh, you know, gravel grinding. Are yep. you? Are you running like a frame pack of any kind? Uh, two water bottle holders. You got a third one down by the bottom bracket. What What are you doing? I don't have one of those. Uh, I don't have like one of them new fancy gravel bikes with the third bottle underneath. I've always just done two water bottles and then one in the pocket and um, a giant saddle bag. Though I did have a little front rack last year, like a little uh, hmm. for like a front bag, like the little handlebar little bag, bit, like kind of little, thing. Yeah, but like a little ra- like one of those little mini old uh, needle racks things that I picked up at the swap that I could put on. Uh, if it mounted the to the canty bosses so i could run it on my cross bike last year um did it add a lot of weight races. like in you like it helped you weigh way down in the loose sand like is that the is that what no, you're going for no no what i was going for was it's about 
it's super small, so it's about the size of a sandwich. So what I was going for is that I had a couple sandwiches on it. <laughs> and so then my saddlebag could be full of my tools and other things. I could stuff a few immediate things in my pockets, and then I could have like two extra sandwiches oh. just hanging out now, <laughs> on the front there if I need them. And it were they accessible the while you were riding? Yeah, I could have got them. It's it's oh, I, what I'm hearing is I could have I you know this was the original idea well, did did this idea work like did the sandwiches <laughs> were they not properly like no. you didn't have the right amount of zip ties did you forget to put them in a ziploc bag <laughs> yeah they were in a bag I didn't end okay. up grabbing them during the ride I ended up because you know there's like there's like the one uh, like halfway three fourths of the way like uh, food water stop and I ended up just you know pulling it out there and eating them and then rolling away so. So, but it worked as a good more, place to hold them. <laughs> okay, Spencer, no, you go first. One more <laughs> tactical question. One one important tactical question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, after you stopped uh, and and ate the sandwiches and and then started riding again, did you realize that your your carrot on the stick situation had been dissolved? <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And you, being the donkey, had no more impetus to move forward uh, to just, chase the sandwich. Well, so this was at the Dicky Scramble last year, which would hypothetically I'm going to do this coming weekend. Um, and they have a nice uh, neutral um, snack table at like mile 55 or something. So everybody brings something and they bring it out there. So you get there and there's a spread and people bring like cookies and there's just like tons of food. So you roll up, you grab food. So I, I could grab like a cookie and just put a cookie at the end of it, you know. So there's plenty of okay, carrots I, to grab. Okay, okay. I'm, for the Dickie Scramble this year, are you going to bring back a rack for the sole purpose of this rack to hold two sandwiches? To me, the weight well, to <laughs> like the like the weight to sandwich ratio there is a little right, bit the, too too much. No, the the rack probably weighs like two hundred grams or something. It's not. And it, it's nothing. Yeah, and Tim, you're 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 forgetting. Uh, uh, little guy is vegetarian, so the toppings on his sandwich are going to be lighter weight yeah. than your normal sandwich. You're probably thinking pastrami on rye, <laughs> but he's thinking, sauerkraut. you know, I'm going with the Rachel yeah, yeah. Sour, sauerkraut sandwich. Yeah. yeah just like vegetarians sandwich. eat. Yeah. Um, just sauerkraut sandwich. <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to bring it back this year. Cause I had, um, the bike I would ride this year. I can't put that rack won't work. Cause it has side poles. I don't have so, CD boxes. Cause you got discs. Okay. I, oh. is, is this like a, um, Okay, so wow, I've learned so much uh, about you know this is like I'm trying to get in your head a little bit before Schwam again. Um, I'm a little concerned that you're going to maybe have some kind of sandwich um, enticement, so I'm going to have to find a way to, uh, <laughs> to counter. I could that. put that rack um, on my I could put that rack on my current mountain bike. I don't know about what we'll see what I'm riding for Schwam again, but my right. current uh, with the rigid steel fork, I could put the little front rack on and put a little sandwich sandwich on there. All right, guys, or just no, literally put a carrot that- on it. A problem with that I see immediately is you might actually attract Super Rookie to stick to your wheel a little better than he might normally. Mm-hmm. Looking for some food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just take just take me there, little guy. Take me there. That's a good point. I should put that rack on. That that would be a good that'd be a good conversation starter when I'm passing people at Buck Hill. So you need a sandwich? <laughs> I got one. Hey, do you do rye? <laughs> are you, 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 you a wheat guy? The little pumpernickel? Yeah. You're not you're not gluten free, are you? Oh, I'm sorry about uh, that. Oh, sorry. Let me just sorry. slap you and go get go get the ingredients. So I'll be back. Yeah, we talk a lot of shit. One of our favorite <laughs> bike races we highly recommend is this Wednesday, um, and that's Flush Malone coming around oh, the corner. The Alejandro Valverde and Classic, where the Alejandro Valverde will be taking what amounts to what his fifth straight win at Flush Malone. 
or something like that. He, I mean, yeah, he wins uh, a lot there. So I am just going to go out on the table and just say Alejandro Valverde is going to take the win, um, followed yep. by uh, Dylan Tunes. And uh, you know what? I'm just going to throw this out there. Michael Kiewakowski. Um, Ooh. In, uh, in the Invisible Man. So that's off the pace today. That's, that's what I'm going to say. So uh, who do you guys have in your flesh will own picks? Um, I will say Valverde as well. It's going to win it. I'm going to say Alaphilippe second. Um, Spencer, does Dan Martin still race bikes or did he retire? Um, this is uh, a good Dan I'm Martin unclear. race. This is a good Dan Martin race. We, we- it is, but he seems to have disappeared this year, um, just like Kristoff, everybody on that team. Uh, in third place, Rui Costa. He's going to come out of the blue. Wow. What? Wow. Okay. All right. And then, that- and then w- this is the race that goes up the Mir de Wee a bunch of times, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, sure. Isn't it? Yeah, I, I thought it goes up the mirror. Called. Yeah, that's like with the church at yeah. the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's steep. And then remember when the gummy bear attacked there uh, one year? Yeah, it was glorious. Oh, beautiful. Can you imagine if the hammer series was in uh, at uh, the mirror to we and the the gummy Can you bear? Would... If the gummy bear got fit again. Uh, he will, guys. Come on, man. He's, 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 July is a long way out. Yeah. When he becomes the true team leader of Movistar, when the Landa, <laughs> uh, Nairo, and Valverde. I'll totally uh, go away. So uh, that's a serious fake out. Do you? So uh, uh, Dan Martin is uh, uh, allegedly starting this race. Yeah, he's been missing so, in action this season. Yeah, we'll have to see if he can hit top American or not. But um, I don't think he's going to hit the podium. Um, I actually am going to play contrarian here a little bit and say Valverde third. Whoa! Bold I know. Statement. I. I know. I don't actually know if I believe that with my heart, but... <laughs> Wait, who, who do you say is getting third? Valverde. No, you mean Valverde. Come on, it's a bit. We got to keep with it until he shaves it. Uh, okay. Valverde <laughs> in third. I think I think they were left a little bit high and dry uh, during the cobbled classic seasons, and I think quick, d- despite Nicky Terpster's best efforts, Quickstep still needs something, and they're going to they're gonna pull an E3 on this race. They're going to go one, oh, two. Wow. Uh, we're going to have Gilbert winning this race. Alaphilippe in second. Oh, okay. Uh, both of them cat and mousing and both beating Valverde up the climb to the line. Who do you think is the team leader in that situation? If, if they were coming to get like, who's going to be the, the one that was the protected rider? Alaphilippe? Uh, I think so. Probably, yeah. um, but I think Joe Bear, being a wily veteran, will stab him in the back on the way to the line and and take that victory. Wow, no. I yeah, that's that's bold. I mean, Joe Bear's obviously won there, but of all the three Ardennes races, this is the one I think he's only won this one once. So it's kind of his weak spot in a you know, obviously not a weak spot. Now, him, but, yeah. on the women's side of Le- Flesh Wallone feminine, we do have. Um, Multi-time winner three times in a row. Anna Vanderbregen has won this race. Um, PFP won in 2014 and Marianne Voss in 2013. Um, so is anybody going to be able to overtake uh, Anna Vandenbregen at this uh, race? I don't know. I, like, I'm kind of like <laughs> the team is so stacked. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, what's going to possibly happen? Unfortunately, an entire uh, start list has not been published via pro cycling stats. So we've just got to, I'm under the assumption that Anna Vandenberger is going to win because like Abby was saying last week, Bulls Dolmans is by far the best team in the world. Yeah. They've got a lot of options. I mean, 
pretty tough to vote against them. Pretty much it's everyone true. Um, And then the Sunday, the final of the main classics, one of the six monuments of cycling, the yep. greatest victory in Tyler Hamilton's career. We are talking about <laughs> Liège, Bastogne, Liège. And uh, uh, do you guys want to go first? You want me to go first because I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go a little contrarian. Valverde, second place. Winner, Dylan Toons. Okay. I'm just, Whoa. you know, there's, uh, I've been on that bandwagon. I, it's kind of one of these things. You haven't been do on that bandwagon. I know, Tim, I know you had a medical emergency recently, but do you know any other cyclists other than the two that you've named well, repeatedly throughout this podcast? Well, you know, it's... Um, I mean, I'm just checking I that your um, memory is all there. I'm still trying to, you know, f- f- figure out who who's going to be my team leader, and I think just Dylan Toombs is just going to make that BMC racing kit look so good with the blue um, kind of speedo look in the back there. Uh, do you tell me? Tell me, does this name ring a bell to you? Yeah, Tim Wellen. It does. Um, uh, he, okay. It's a good pick. He has a leather jacket that's studded. Shows up in my uh, yes. In my that's um, the guy. In my dreams. Okay, you're with us. This is uh, good. third place. Uh, is going to be uh, Stephen Cummins of uh, Dimension Data. Oh, so uh, out of nowhere, yeah, literally from the back. And then I'm just going to say this right now because we will go with the 16th place on this race um, because this is a <laughs> monument of cycling, and yeah. 16th okay. place will be Rain Temeray of Direct and Energy. Wow, so, Tim, you're pulling out some deep cuts here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who do you got, little guy? Um, wow. I'm just saying Nibali's going to win. Nibali. Ooh, nice. Oh, man. Uh, I'm not even 100% sure if he's riding, but I assume he is. Uh, Lutsenko is going to get second. And um, Bardet is going to be third. Bardet. I think it's going to be a reversal of that time when uh, Nibali was off the front and Iglinski caught him. And you're like, ugh. Who's your... Uh, <laughs> I'll be Nibali passing. Who's your 16th oh, place? 16th place Gasparato Gasparato nice I will Tell say that he'll be he'll be working for Nibali so um the yeah. the uh, continental teams in this race uh before Spencer gets to his uh we have Wanty we have Sport Vladeran and then we do have WB Aqua Protect so pretty good uh Troy uh Aqua Blue as well so it's gonna be a good race uh Spencer who do you have in your uh your podium for the monument uh <clears throat> I'm trying to I'm trying to sort that out right now. Um, I didn't know we were going to go so far into the future uh, oh, with our picks. Only here. next week, man. Yeah. And I I was thinking Nabali was was probably going to show well here, but since the little guy picked him, I want to change everything up uh, now. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with his teammate uh, Giovanni Visconti. Oh. Uh, for, for <laughs> Yeah. All right, Oh man. For the win, yeah, he'll uh, he'll take the win over Jakob Fuseling in second. And that's a good uh, pick. He's riding great, man. He is really riding great. Uh, he might actually be my my actual win pick, but I want to throw my joke pick in there first. Thanks. And then we'll put uh, Ala Philippe in uh, in third there. Oh, I'm looking at the and start list. I got to change mine. <laughs> my second pick. Nope. Can't. <laughs> Uh, Omar Frail. Oh, okay. I'll let you have that any day of the week. Um, uh, <laughs> all right, little guy. Uh, Spencer, for, 16th place. For, yeah, for 16th place, I'm going to pick the Invisible Man, Michael Kiyokowski, <laughs> who has, I have heard at one time was a good bike racer and got results, but I've never seen it. 
He wow. gets he puts Team Sky in the front a lot, and then he sort of just rolls to the back with about 10k to go, and just seems to call it quits lately. <laughs> I think he's good enough for 16th place. Liege will be interesting just going through the star list, just because there's a lot of guys we haven't seen much of up till this point mm-hmm. in the year. Like we had a lot of overlap with Amstel of like the cobbled guys still riding, but Liege you got like Micah showing back up and Formolo and Moreno Moser and like guys that i don't know what they've been doing yeah michael matthews and coming up in the uh god he's so bad why do you guys have to ruin the podcast by mentioning bling matthews okay um the second annual uh i mean we can go back to mentioning hincap if you uh, want but i thought we were turning a new leaf for episode 200 we're trying to so liege bastone liege also has a women's edition last year was won by annan vanderbregen that was the first time of the race so this will be the second time as well in that race uh i mean and vanderbregen still one of the best riders in the world still not an yep. incomplete start list so we still do not have the ability to uh go all the way across the board with who the uh winners would be so there you have it I, you know one of the last great weeks of cycling before the uh the the, the calm before the giro i mean you know yeah it's, i can't literally there's over a foot of snow on the ground outside my house that just <laughs> fell. It you're totally lying to me. We can't almost be at the Giro. <laughs> it's totally nuts. I haven't even worn worn chamois outside. Yeah, wow. it's, it's insane. <laughs> well, and with that, I would like to thank all of our listeners, everybody that tunes into the podcast, also those that have left reviews on iTunes. And those that email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at the slow ride pod. Make sure you tell your friends about us and tell your friends about it. Like, uh, like our dentist friend who told, uh, was it, uh, SoCal said, yeah. Yeah, uh, who, who is now one of our biggest fans and left a five star review. Think, think about all your friends lives that you could change by telling them uh, about this podcast. That's, that's uh, right. And if you're in the dentist chair, make a request for BK1 of Ryan Sayers <laughs> Entertainment's intro and outro song for off his album Radio Do Cannibal. And that would yeah. really yeah. make the dentist experience way better. <laughs> yes. Um, and we, like always, uh, uh, remind you to wave at your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. Always, always, always wave. It's pretty easy. You could do it. I was on a ride just yesterday for yeah. 60 whole yeah. miles and i saw lots I, of people and i waved at all I of did, them and it wasn't i didn't want to allow you to break this up that wow. you actually want a town line sprint i don't believe that um what and really? uh yeah it's the data is out there guys i uh i cracked well over a thousand watts in that sprint i don't think you guys have it for schwamigan <laughs> we'll talk about this next week and uh, uh, yeah, you're leaving me with this. How am I going to sleep? And thank, yep. thanks to healthiq.com slash slow ride, a longtime sponsor of the podcast network and our show and the wide angle podium network where uh, you can find a great family of podcasts focused on cycling. And I'm Tim in Orlando. I'm Matt. Uh, and I even want to thank you British listeners that write directly to Spencer to thank him for his accent. Even you. I thank you. Blimey. That's nice. Oh, God. Uh, And this is Spencer in Boston. Um, Yeah, thanks for sticking around for 200 episodes. We're going to do 200 more. That's a super rookie guarantee. (laughs) So we'll see you in five years. Oh, crikey.
the Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. We don't even have a slide whistle on the way out. Wow. Oh, I'll Amazing. Do, I'll do one. So I can edit it in.